Good morning and welcome to Two Girls in a Pod. I'm Sharon. I'm Christy. Hope all of you are doing well. You know, we're sitting here looking out our window and it's a kind of cloudy day, huh? A little bit. It's supposed to be warm, but then it's supposed to be cold. Then we're supposed to have maybe snow. Talk about crazy weather. That's what you get in Colorado. But I guess, you know, when I see posts and stuff, everybody does that, huh? Yeah. But yeah, you know, once again, you know, here, Christy and I, we have our little morning coffee and we, I think we come up with these great ideas. I don't know if anybody else agrees. (laughs) But, you know, one of the things is, you know, as we were talking about last week, you know, the graduation and stuff like that and just the craziness of it. You know, one of the things we realize is that time feels like it's could be crazy all the time with or without graduations and stuff like that. But so today we wanted to talk about how do we prioritize ourselves without the guilt? And the reason I say without the guilt is because so many times, and I hear this a lot from my clients, even my friends, oh my gosh, I got to work. I got to do stuff with the kids. I don't have time. And when I ask people, well, what do you do for yourself? There's this long pause. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really do anything. I don't really take time. I don't really have time. Well, one of the things we know is that's not true. <laughs> well, you know, people get into a rhythm and they just stay with it a lot of times. And sometimes they become so focused on work or even family, things like that. It's not that those are bad things, but sometimes we become so entrenched, entrenched yeah, in those <clears throat> things that we don't We don't think about taking time for ourselves. Absolutely. And I know that there have been times that we've done that too. We'll get so, get caught on that hamster wheel and we're doing 90 to nothing. And it's like, we know we did that this weekend. We did take some time this last weekend and and go get a massage. And it's something we try to do, you know, but then I said, well, you know, the last time we had a massage and she's looking at me like, do you know how long ago that was? It's been almost a year. Yeah. And I'm there thinking, was it like three months ago? (laughs) No, and my body could tell. So (laughs) yeah. And, you know, we kept complaining about it, you know, and then it's been kind of the weather here has been so windy. We can't sit in our hot tub because the lid will be in the neighbor's yard and stuff like that. So that's kind of limited that. So a lot of that stuff is impacted. And that's usually our time where we try to go and take that time, you know, to rejuvenate and stuff or prioritize ourselves without the guilt and stuff funny you just said now we're gonna do this yeah I felt like that it was a necessity at that point and found that after we had it done sleep has been so much better and everything it impacted me so much more than I thought it would you know it's funny because you said that a necessity and that's what I'm if we should not be getting to the place where we have to do something out of a necessity because when it becomes the necessity we've already gone past that place of you know, we're doing this for comfort or because it feels good or whatever. Do you see what I mean? We've kind of put ourselves too far on the back burner yes. that now we're having this thing that becomes a necessity. When if we had taken the time throughout the year to do that, it would have been, it becomes a maintenance kind of thing, but it's also a more pleasurable kind of thing. Because think about even the massage, while enjoyable, was also painful too <laughs> because it had been so long that you have to work those kinks out. So it's like, like I said, you, I didn't even realize how much it was impacting my sleep and that. And you're right. I think that when you stay in a routine of being able to prioritize yourself, whether it be a massage or something else, it's important. And I think when we talk about prioritizing ourselves too, it's not just one piece of us. 
prioritizing the physical piece of us, that emotional piece of us, that spiritual piece of us, those pieces of us that we should be giving time to, because that is what makes a complete person. Yeah. Because I think we do well with, we, you know, we talk a lot, we do meditation, we, we do a lot of talks about the spiritual stuff. And, but it was our body that we were kind of neglecting. Yeah. And I was telling you that I was, I was reading this article on Rob Deerdeck, who does ridiculousness. Watching that show, you wonder well, how anybody survives life, you know, when you do some of those stupid things, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. But, you know, he was talking one day and he said about how he actually did a formula, graphs, everything so that he could have his life, his family life, his business life and exercise and all. He did a thing where he, it's all this mathematical thing, but it's how he does it to take care of himself. He, each one has equal parts. To have balance in his life. Yes. And that's what he says. That's how he keeps balance in his life. That's somebody who has prioritized. Yes. And it makes a lot of sense because I think that that's why so many people are so stressed out in that a lot of the times is that, you know, you're trying to keep up with one thing and then you feel like you're failing in some other area. And it is. But then, you know, this is the other part, you know, that's that piece. But you're saying, okay, but what does this have to do with guilt? This is what it has to do with guilt is because sometimes let's take parents, for instance, that parent who wants to take a moment, you know, and when I talk to my parents, it's like, oh, no, I've got to take little Johnny here and little Susie's doing, you know, ballet and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'll often say, well, what do you do for yourself? Oh, no, you didn't hear me. And then it's almost like, and then when I say, well, can we find time for you? You can almost see this thing come over. I'm like, oh, my God, but then I'm not going to be a good mom if I cancel little Johnny's this or, you know what I mean? Or if I don't work to get him in this or get him in that, or if it becomes so much of a thing, or the one parent is used to reading the book and then it's like, well, why don't you ask the other parent to read? They feel guilty. Like, oh my God, I'm not, I've committed to this, but now I'm not. And that's what I mean. We'll have these sense of guilt. We put so much pressure on them and then we feel like we're falling short in some area when we try to have some me time. Exactly. And then it's like, Well, if I take this time, then I'm taking that time away from somebody else or some project or some this or some that. So then that guilt keeps us continuing to on that same path of not prioritizing ourselves. And I remember my brother asking me one day, he goes, sis, do you think it's selfish to like put you first? Like it's a bad thing. And I thought about that and I thought, well, why would it be a bad thing? But then you seem selfish. And It's like, well, you should be doing this, this, and this. And sometimes you just don't want to. You're tired or it's your thing to regroup, rejuvenate, whatever. That happens a lot, I think, because you're so depleted by that time because you didn't take those moments. Exactly. But that somebody actually feels like they need to ask that question. Right. And it really started me thinking about that. Why do we feel like we're selfish or we're we're not giving of our time or all of those things? But then if I'm being selfish, then I start to feel guilty about being selfish and I shouldn't do that. So then we get on, you know, it's such this really bad snowball effect. And the thing is, is what people don't understand. And we've got to get to a place in this society. And I'm only talking about this culture. I don't know. I'm not talking about other places, but we will tend to put everything above us. We're told as a parent, your children come first. If you don't come first, when you're in the airplane, they give you a little safety thing. They don't sit there and say, Now, parents, you go and put that little safety thing on that person first. No, they put yours on. 
You got to take care of yourself so you can breathe, so you can take care of them. Because guess what? At the end of the day, if something happens, now you're both taken care of. But if I'm so busy taking care of you, something happens and I'm your parent. Now I'm gone. Now you still don't have a parent. This way you're taking care of yourself first because taking care of yourself first is the strong thing because you have to be strong to take care of the little person. And that's true in more ways than one. Absolutely. You have to be able to, it's like I read something one time about, you know, you cannot pour from an empty cup. You have to invest in yourself and prioritize yourself. And it doesn't mean you're being selfish. That's somebody else's construct. And you know, when we look at these things, we have to look at where does that construct come from? Sometimes the person who's telling us we're being selfish is the person who is taking too much. The people who truly love us, care about us and support us, they will see that in us. They will know that. They get excited. When my friends tell me they're going to go do stuff, I'm excited for them, especially if it's something that I know they like. Kathy G, she's out doing her walking and her biking now that this and in winter it's skiing where they're like, yay, that's her taking care of herself. Right. One of the things I really admired about her, she didn't work Tuesdays. And I'm thinking, why don't you work Tuesdays? Well, she didn't work Monday either, but she didn't work Tuesday. And I asked her one day and she goes, that's my ski day. She goes, I will not give that up. She will not compromise that. And I thought, how cool is that? And it probably makes her a better therapist because she's doing that self-care. And self-care is really important. Yes. When I told you, I said, I don't want to work Saturdays anymore. Because I would work Tuesday through Saturday and I didn't want to do it anymore. I wanted to go to the farmer's market. Haven't been to it much. But the thing is, is I have the choice now. (laughs) (laughs) It's having that freedom to know you can. And at first, you had a lot of guilt around that because Saturdays was the day that a lot of kids could come in and it not interfere with school. So it was really hard for you to get around that idea and think about not doing Saturdays just because of them. You had guilt around that. I did. But obviously I got over it because I don't work Saturdays anymore. But it was really hard at first because I'm there like, oh my gosh, I know these parents can only do this and that. But I realized that I was getting burned out because I was working a lot of hours. And I, Sunday, Monday, Monday was the day we had to go do all the business stuff because that's some business were open. But Sunday was the day we did all of our personal stuff, like shopping, whatever. So I never felt like I had a day off really because I was always constantly in motion. And it's really hard to give the way that you need to, to your job or anything else when you're burning the candle at both ends. The thing is, is that I don't think we can give our best when we're depleted. Or what we're doing is we're giving the last little bit of our best to other people. And we should be giving our best to ourselves. And then that kind of flourishes that then it's able to branch out and do, we get to be doing better for others, but we're really doing better for us. Well, we're more effective, Mm -hmm. you know, in all aspects, I feel like when you do have that self-care. I'm curious as to, you know, when people listen to this, how many of you listen and say, oh God, yeah, I remember that. Or I'm doing that right now. Yeah, I am more tired than I probably should be. Or I don't remember the last time I did something that was just about me, about rejuvenating me, about... And doing it and not feeling like, oh my God, is somebody going to be mad at me or somebody going to be disappointed in me? Or am I being selfish? All of those thoughts and stuff that come with it. But what we don't realize a lot of times too is in doing that and 
having the guilt. I mean, the guilt feels bad enough to begin with, but sometimes you get to the bottom where, you know, you're just running on fumes and it starts to play out even physically. You start to feel bad, not just guilt wise, but health wise. Absolutely. And then I think the other thing that comes into play is even your spirituality, whatever that is, you don't have time for it either. You don't devote time for meditation or a church, whatever it is that is part of your spiritual journey. You find that it's like, oh my God, I have this five minutes. I just want to go to bed. I just need to recover. But what happens is you never, you're not really recovering because that cycle starts back over once again, that hamster on the wheel. And the sleep never ends up being enough, it feels like. So it's why I think that's why it's really important. I know for like us, the meditation piece has been a huge thing for us because it's like quieting the mind for that amount of time has such an amazing effect in all other aspects. And, you know, when I, in my practice, you know, one of the things I talk with clients about is meditation, quiet the mind. And how many come back and say, oh my gosh, that is like amazing. Like, why isn't everybody talking about this? Why isn't everybody doing this? It's because we're a society that we your employers and all that, they're about pushing because they're about product. They're about money. They're about this. No disrespect or nothing bad about that. That's their end game. You just happen to be a piece in that end game. And so it's that constant thing of push, push, push. When you start to meditate, when you start to slow that down or be mindful, then you start taking care of yourself. Then it's when the boss or somebody calls and says, hey, can you do this for me? Or can you do that for me? The answer becomes No, not today. My client this week, she goes, you know, she was going to a thing and somebody calls her and says, Hey, can you give me a ride? Well, she really didn't want to, but then she sits there and she says, Oh my God, but this is, it's this, this, and this, if I do this, then this person over here, and she did all this stuff and she ends up picking them up, driving them. And we talked about that. I said, what prevented you from just saying no? Because it drained her emotionally. The thing that would have been a really fun thing, she still felt a little drained from it because of this ride over and and not really wanting to do it. So in the back of her head, she's there like, I really didn't want to do it. It made me have to do this on and on. And I says, but what prevented? And she goes, because I started thinking about, well, I'm going to disappoint people, things like that. And I said, so you did that. But then in the end, you disappointed yourself too. And she goes, yeah, she says, I should have just said no, but there's that nanosecond between just saying no, that that thought came in, I'm going to disappoint somebody. And that was her time to just kind of relax and do stuff. And she listens to uh, books. So that's her time to do that. So once again, it's being able to say no, take care of ourselves. You know what I mean? Do those things that are healthy and important for us, but we don't. And each of you has to ask yourself, what's getting in the way of that? Is it being selfish? Is it guilt? All of those things don't exist. They only exist in your head, only in your head. And it takes initiative to make the change because we get so caught up in the routine of what we're doing. And yes, we're feeling the guilt and yes, it makes us feel bad, but we get so stuck in that rut. We'll continue to make that choice. But eventually in order for anything to change, we have to change the mindset first And it does, it takes some doing, but once you do it, even if you only do it, you know, like we were talking about meditation, maybe you only do it for 10 minutes or whatever, and you move on from there. If you do it consistently, it starts to make a difference. And, you know, we often talk about that. It's the consistency. It's not the amount 
of what you're doing. It's the consistency of the amount. You know, if it's you get up and you take 50 steps a day and you take 50 steps every day, that starts to add up. It's the consistency with that. And I think when we're talking about prioritizing ourselves, it's being consistent in that prioritization. Yeah. It's saying, I'm worth it, I'm valuable, and this is what I need to do. It is setting boundaries. And people struggle with setting boundaries. Taking care of ourselves is part of that thing of setting boundaries. It's being able to say no. When I think about boundaries, we told your mom, (laughs) we were talking to your mom one day and we said about boundaries. I loved her honesty because her response was, I I don't like boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) And I think there's a lot of people, most people don't like boundaries or they like their boundaries, but they don't like when people make set boundaries with them. Right. Okay. But that for her was a true statement. She doesn't like boundaries. Which we already knew, but it was nice for her to state it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because it wasn't like we didn't know it and she knew that we knew it and there was an honesty about that. But even like in that, when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't like boundaries, that can consume somebody else without them, not with intention, Mm -hmm. but it can consume or it can start to consume other people's lives. And I don't know, maybe y'all have somebody in your life who will do that is, you know, that there's constantly, oh, can we go have coffee? Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And the first time you say no, it's the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you don't like me anymore? Oh, I'm not important enough. It's all this stuff that tries to guilt you into doing that very thing. Mm -hmm. That's where that prioritization comes in. When you start hearing people who start making it about them, Oh, it's about me. You don't like all that other crap that goes on. And you may experience that, but you have to understand as you continue to go along with that and you set those boundaries, how much healthier you are. And my response is always, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but this really is about me. It doesn't have anything to do with you, (laughs) which then of course can make somebody feel really butthurt too. So that might hurt their ego just a little bit. But we make things about us that aren't about us. The things we should make about us, we don't make about us. Right. We continue to create all all of this stuff and we don't have to. But each and every one of you has to sit down and say, what is it that would fill my cup up? Is it going for a walk? Is it watching a, you know, binge watching Netflix or whatever one does? Is it, for me, it really is my gardening time. And like I said, love, love, love that Christy. It is not her thing, but she will go for for me. She will do all of that. She'll carry up the plants and she'll do this and she'll do that. And I know there's a piece of her that I know doesn't like it, but I also know you get into the moment of it. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> when we're almost done. No, <laughs> Especially when we're done and it looks all pretty. I mean, I always like the end result, but yeah. And she doesn't understand. She doesn't sit there and say, Oh, I don't like this, so don't do it. She understands that it fills my cup up. She gets that piece of it. What fills her cup is not going to fill my cup. Some might, but not always. And that's the thing. When you have kids, when you have spouses or family, whoever those people are that are important to you, you have to understand that sometimes you can help fill each other's cup and sometimes you can't because it's not the same thing. But you have to take those times to do those things that bring you joy. And, you know, I like that I can contribute to that joy by helping you with the flowering part. 
you know, I know that you aren't really into roller skating, but you know how much I enjoy that. And so you might see me on my skates, but you don't tell me about not taking the time to do that. No, I just watch her go back and forth. (laughs) And if I'm in the middle of cooking or stuff, she's still my little sous chef there too. Because, you know, remember, she's not a cook. And I'll be there like, I need this pan and she'll roll over and get whatever it is. (laughs) And I'm grateful that she does that. When I watch her do it, I see she's happy. And when we see people being happy and we can be happy for them, that's really important because that contributes to that filling up of that cup. That lets that other person know that it's okay that you make yourself a priority. She's a priority to me. So her health should be a priority. How she takes care of herself should be a priority. We make a point. And if you love somebody and you see them not prioritizing themselves, when you see them being burned out, when you see them being run down, whether it's physically, emotionally, or spiritually, whatever it is, go to them, sit with them, talk with them about it. Let them know what you notice. That is what helps if somebody knows that they're being encouraged, they're more apt to do it because they think they have, you know, somebody's got their back. Yeah. Encourage them to take that time. Yeah. And even like with us, when we set boundaries with certain people, we talk about it. What is this going to look like? Yeah. But we're fortunate. I think that the people we have in our life are, for the most part, are very respectful of our time and, and things like that. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the important thing is it's, it's, Surrounding yourself with people who are respectful of you, surrounding yourself with people who also prioritize themselves so that they understand the value and importance of that. If you're surrounding yourself with people who don't get that, how can they encourage what they don't even practice? Yes. And that can be the case. Sometimes you're around a lot of people that, you know, maybe take and take and take, but you don't feel them give and support, be supportive of you in that way. And that's when you realize that you, you need to set some boundaries and make some changes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like going back to my client, you know, she's going to have that conversation because she has felt like she shouldn't. And I said, well, if it's an investment in some sort in this relationship, either invest or don't. If the person can hear it and understand it's coming from a place of love and respect, but if they can't, then you have to reevaluate that relationship as well. And sometimes when you get those people who you realize, you don't realize it until you start getting healthy, until you start prioritizing yourself, you will not see the people that are sucking you dry. Mm -hmm. You will not see it. And the reason you don't see it is because you live in that place of, I don't want to disappoint. I don't, that sense of guilt, all of those things, being selfish. When you stay in that place, those people who are doing that to you They want you there, whether it's on a conscious or subconscious level, doesn't really matter. It's still happening. And because they're getting more out of it than you are, they're not the ones who are going to point out and say, oh, by the way, did you notice that for the last 15 years, I've been really sucking you dry? No. (laughs) It's been serving a purpose for them. So they're not going to bring that up. Exactly. But the more healthy you become and the more you understand you are a priority, You are your main priority because if you cannot be your priority, how can you prioritize other people? And in that way, you're not helping those other people either. You're enabling them to stay where they are and not make those choices for themselves. Absolutely. And I think that's the thing is 
once again, when you become more healthy, you see those unhealthy relationships. And I tell people, and I tell people in therapy, understand in therapy, you're going to get better. I'm working with a couple. And she was talking about him and his behaviors, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, I said, I need to know from both of you, do you want me to, are we working on making the relationship and how do we be healthy in it? Or is it, I work with him on how to be healthy without you? Because when we get healthy sometimes, and if the other person's not on the journey with us, relationships end, whether it's parent-child, spouses, friendships. I remember being in the grad school and not in the grad program. And one thing they talked about was the divorce rate, because as you start to explore yourself and as you start to get more and more healthy, if you're not in a healthy relationship, that healthy relationship cannot sustain it. Because you start setting boundaries, you start seeing things, you start, your perspective becomes more healthy. And then you, it shifts your perception. And then that old relationship doesn't always fit into that new paradigm because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense anymore. It's not healthy and you can feel it. It's whether you, you start working out and you start looking good. And then pretty soon the spouse, oh, who you're starting to look good for Mm -hmm. all those kind of things. Instead of oh man, you're doing this for yourself. All of these things come up. It goes to this negative place. It goes to, and it's the insecurity and the fear of the other person as well. It's the insecurity and fear of something changing. Mm -hmm. There's panic even in that because I don't want to lose that relationship. Of course not. You're getting a lot out of it. And once again, this is not a criticism. This is everybody should become aware. Even the person who is sucking, that person who's sucking you dry, hopefully they can become aware of what's going on. Because if you're sucking somebody else dry, you're still not making yourself a priority because you wouldn't have to suck somebody else dry. Exactly. But oftentimes when we are unhealthy and we're sucking people dry, it's because we're trying to find that or build that up within ourselves. So We're not, instead of focusing on how do I do that internally for myself, what are those things that I do that help me feel better, that help me feel empowered or all of those things, we're trying to find it and we're trying to take it from somebody else. And that becomes the problem in those relationships. But it still starts with you. It starts with you as the individual. Am I important enough? I want to prioritize myself. And if I prioritize myself, am I going to be okay with maybe losing some people? But I tell you this, you will not lose those people who truly love you and who truly want you to be the best version of you. Mm -hmm. Because by becoming the best version of you, it encourages them to make some changes too. And sometimes that does work out. I mean, it's not always that a relationship ends over something like that, but it does help them to get a clearer picture of the problem. You know, when you're setting those boundaries and that, and hopefully, you know, they can make some changes too. You know, the one cool thing is, too, is is that when you're on these journeys, whether it's a physical, uh, spiritual, emotional journey, it doesn't matter what it is. One of the things I love about our team is that we have Kathy, who did the gastric sleeve, Heather, Sylvia, working out and stuff, Kathy G being athletic, you know, more athletic and learning to ride that bike, you know, falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up till now she can really do this. That's something that we share. So we'll talk about foods. We'll talk about working out. We can talk about meditation. We can talk about alternative healings, whether it's massage or Reiki or whatever that is. We share that commonality. We don't just keep it to ourselves. 
And it's great when you can surround yourself with people like that and you build that camaraderie about different things that that you guys are interested in or, or doing to do that self-care and that, you know, I always laugh when Kathy G shares with us the workout that she's done for the day. Like she did yesterday. Belly she did dancing. The, the, oh yeah. She's done the belly dancing. And she tells me I did the Megan the stallion uh, workout yesterday. And so I was twerking and <laughs> so <laughs> Kathy, <laughs> she, you got to love, you got to love Kathy. So, so she goes to twerk and I go, honey, that's not twerking. She doesn't understand that's still not twerking. I said the butt moves, you know, back and forth. <laughs> so it, it, so we get to have fun with it. And, and it's, it's really neat because she, yeah, she is, she's done Zumba. She tells us all the different ones, which is outstanding. Yeah. And we love it. And when we say that, we mean it. Yeah. And you can feel that when you talk to people about the things you're doing and you can see that there's happy for you. Sandra, I am telling you. Sandra is one of those people for us. We tell her, oh, we're going to do this. or oh, She gets as excited for us. Mm-hmm. And you can feel it. And she means it. If we just went on a three-mile hike, oh, that is so great. you know. And, and she means it. Right. Even though she's not really into hiking. Though whenever she's gone with us, I mean, because she has several times, you know, she comes to visit and we'll say, let's go do a hike. And she's right there with us, even though that's not her, you know, top priority. <laughs> but that's what I mean. So when you have those friendships, and it is so wonderful to have those friendships. We've been talking to two of our friends and just how happy they get for us. June, Colleen, Heather. I mean, all of these people who just really get happy and excited and our family members who get happy and excited about it when we do stuff. My sister, Sarah, you know, when I do certain things around the house and stuff, it's, oh, I really like the curtains or to notice those things to, because when somebody knows the importance, they know the importance of our home to us mm-hmm. and then seeing those things and then talking about those things and noticing them and being happy for us. Yes. That stuff is so, so cool. My sister, Sarah, she's not a hot tub person, but she knows what it means to us. So she'll be there like, oh, go out and enjoy your hot tub. <laughs> yeah. She's happy that we do. She'll go out and talk to us. But that's what I mean. It's being able to have those people that you can surround yourself with that really encourage that help you to be okay with making you number one in your life. Yes. Because you number one does not make them three, four, five, or six. Right. It really doesn't. But we tend to believe that we tend to think that if we have that, where we are saying, I'm going to be number one, the person that we love may say, Oh, well, great. What does that make me? Number two. No, just like comparing apples and oranges. The way I love myself is not the way I love Christy. It's not the way I love my family. It's not the way I love my friends. It's not a comparison. What it means is when you have the ability to love yourself and love others, that just means you're more enriched. That just means that there's more, that quality to your life is that much more enhanced. It's not a comparison, people. Well, and it, also, it means that you're able to give from a genuine place. When you're doing that self-care, it it allows you to give more freely and to come from an authentic place. You know, it's often like when I would work with kids and, and they were, and it was a divorce situation. And sometimes I would talk to the parents and it was like, there would be this thing of like, I don't want, you can't love my kid like I do. You know, whether it was a stepmom or stepdad or vice versa. And I would always look at him and I would say, isn't it more valuable 
that the child feels an intense love from everybody. It's not a competition. It's not, but when we fear that somebody's going to love us more or love us less, the thing should be, thank God they're loving whatever degree it is. But we don't do that. We get so caught up in that fear. And then when we do that, it sucks that it starts draining that. And then there comes that guilt. And once again, that acceptance and all that other stuff that comes with it, that does not allow us to prioritize ourselves. So even the child can't prioritize themselves and love themselves because they're afraid of, I got to do this. So this person doesn't, this parent doesn't think I love this parent more or vice versa or whatever. That's crazy. If we teach everybody to love themselves, love yourself first, respect yourself first, all of those things. It starts from within. If I can do it intrinsically and I can make it, I can feel it. I can know what that is. Then I can give that to the world. Exactly. But if I don't know what that is, how can I give that? I'm going to try to take it wherever I can in order to make it fit with me. If I look around and I see those people who have those qualities, who, who are self-assured, who do prioritize themselves, who do love themselves, I may want that. And to try to get that, not understand that it's internal to me, I will try to suck it from everybody else. And maybe even those people who have it, if you've got it, give it to me. Mm-hmm. Not understanding we all have it. We're all capable. Yes. We just have to put forth the energy. We have to sit down with ourselves and we have to say, I am a priority. How do I make myself a priority? How do I set those boundaries and get rid of guilt, that thing of selfishness or whatever those other negative things are that come with it? And how do I say, if I get to be the best version of me, If I get to love myself, prioritize myself, and be the best version of me, think what I get to contribute to everybody else. Because when I'm depleted, I may be giving to the world, but I'm not giving anything to myself. And we should never be putting ourselves, our individuality, and all that on the back burner. Because we, even in our relationships, the fullness and the richness of that relationship is not there. Right. They're still only getting a small portion of who you are. So when you start feeling that guilt, that selfishness, remind yourself that's somebody else's thought process, not yours. Sit back and say, no, I'm deserving of this. As I talked with a client yesterday, and same thing. It's like, he's not a priority. And I said, you understand that you deserve to be happy and you deserve to be loved. And I said, say it. And he couldn't at first. He puts his head down and the tears come. And I said, you've been told something and you have bought into it and it is not a truth. You deserve to love yourself. You deserve to be loved and you deserve to be happy. And I said, so we will sit here and we will say this together because you are not alone in this. So he finally looked up, still with tears in his eyes. And he said, I deserve to be happy. It should not be that hard for us people. It should not be that hard for us to feel we deserve to be loved, to feel that we deserve to be a priority, to feel that we deserve to be happy. We have to know our self-worth and have that, that value intrinsically to know, to be able to give to those relationships around us. Yes. And so keeping that in mind, You know, as you listen to this podcast, and once again, we are so immensely grateful to each and every one of you that listens 
to our podcast. In fact, we say a gratitude statement for each of our listeners Yeah, daily. We do. So know that. And that's a part of our routine is to have gratitude for you because you're listening and that is important to us. Not in the ego sense because, you know, whether it's five people or 10 people or 10,000 or whatever, we don't care. What we care about is that you listen. And if anybody walks away from here from one of our podcasts with something resonating with them and saying yes, and it, it starts that forward motion, then it's a good thing. Yes. We do this podcast because it now fills us up. Yeah. It's become a part of that thing that really does help fill our cup. Yes. And so we have immense gratitude for that. So as you're listening to this one this week, remember to make yourself a priority. Remember to love yourself. Remember you deserve to be happy. All of those things we should all have. And if all of us have it, what a better place we get to live in, in our homes, in our communities, everything. It just starts to grow and grow and grow. So when you listen, think to yourself, what makes me happy? How can I prioritize myself? Do I have those relationships or am I doing it on my own? You know, am I committing to things, even if out of whatever you think that that makes you a better person, whatever it is, am I doing that? And if I am doing it, is it really filling my cup up or am I depleting myself? Am I constantly depleting myself? Do I feel like I make myself a priority? Do I take time every week? Everybody deserves time weekly for themselves. And if you have kids, what a great example you set for your kids even by doing that. Absolutely. Because they need to know that for themselves. Absolutely. You know, if you go and send your kid and say, honey, you go play for a little while, but you continue to work and work and work, the child, well, what does mom do to play? Or what does dad do to play? Or You're absolutely right. We role model those behaviors. So do your best to role model those behaviors too. I like that. Yeah. Throw that in there. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, doing those things I think are, is really relevant and is really important. So take that time this week. Well, it'd be next week because when our podcast airs. <laughs> but take that time next week to really stop and think about those things. Prioritize yourself. Take that time to reshuffle your life a little bit. You know what I mean? Take that time. It's important. Shake it up a little bit. I know there was a, a post that I had put on last week on Facebook. It said about restore your energy. And it gave some ideas about how to do that. Get some sleep, chill in nature, listen to music, take long showers, meditate daily, get some exercise, practice what brings you joy, mind your business, drink water, and eat fruit, which are all great ideas. So there's just a few to start you off if you didn't have any ideas of your own. <laughs> right. You know, that's really important. Take the time, take care of yourself, nurture yourself first, and then you can nurture others. I think that's about it for me today. What about you? Yeah, I think so. I hope everybody takes some time for themselves. Yes. Next week, we may be off because it is graduation week in that, but we're not for sure. Or it may be the week after that. It might be the first week of June that we're off. <laughs> you know, here we are. I don't know my schedule. 
if it's not in front of us. <laughs> anyway, you guys have a wonderful week. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we look forward to the next time. Bye. Bye.